Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. We're so excited to be here today because we are going to be tackling the subject of vinegar acidity. Recently, there was a social media post by our local extension office here in Utah talking about checking acidity when you purchase it at the grocery store. They've been seeing a lot of 4% acidity versus 5%. So Jenny, lead us off. Like, why does it matter the percentage of acidity when we are canning? Okay. So it's actually super, super important (laughs) that that you use vinegar that is the required and until now the standard 5% acidity because acid is one of the keystone elements that makes canning work. That is what makes canning safe. I always think of the acid in your canning jar, kind of working like it's working to create an environment that is inhospitable to spoilers. And that coupled with the heat of your canning process, it makes it so spoilers cannot grow. So if a recipe requires or calls for, you know, an amount of vinegar, it's not just for taste. I mean, we love that taste. We love that pickly vinegary taste. But the percentage of vinegar is actually really important because it creates an environment in your jar that makes it impossible for spoilers to grow. And it may seem like not a big deal or a teeny tiny difference, 4%, 2% to 5%. But, you know, that's a little, those are little bits, right? But it actually makes a huge difference in the safety of your canning recipe. And this is true. I think it's most relevant for water bath canning recipes when they are really relying on the acid as that keystone piece coupled with the heat of the boiling water bath. But in all canning recipes, I think it's really important that our listeners know to check labels and be sure that they're using the 5%. So Anna, what kinds of recipes call for vinegar? Like when people are canning, what types of recipes should they be on the lookout for that would call for vinegar? So any of your pickled vegetables recipes, occasionally, like I will add vinegar to my salsa as an acidifying agent, Uh but mostly it's pickled vegetables. Honestly, that's where I use that 5% vinegar the most. And that's especially important to remember because vegetables all by themselves, are they high acid or low acid, Anna? Yeah, those are low acids. So those are the ones that absolutely, if you're going to be water bathing them, they need an acidifying agent. Most likely it's vinegar, but, or it could be lemon juice or citric acid, but I've never seen that in a pickled vegetables recipe. So it's going to be that, that 5% vinegar. Right. 
but we are not the only country that has that 4% vinegar. Jenny and I were reading that there are other countries that most of them are a 4% for cooking or adding to recipes. Jenny, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So with a little research for this episode, we are finding that other places are seeing on their shelves the standard vinegar being acceptable for sale being a little lower. And the reason that this is occurring is that it probably, like if you and I just tasted it with our mouth, we may not be able to taste the difference, but it saves the companies producing the vinegar a lot of money. <laughs> and you know, in great volumes, it's probably saving them a lot of money. It's just it has a greater water content. So that's why this is occurring. That's why you're seeing on the store shelves the 4% or lower. Yeah. What I've read is that it's usually like the bottom shelf, cheapest vinegars that will be 40 grain or 4%. I've never seen it from like Heinz or I'm trying to think of the other vinegar producers, but it's mostly like the cheapest of the cheap is where you'll find that 4%. Right. And if you bought a container of this 4%, I would use it to dissolve the mineral buildup on your showerhead. Use it to clean your windows. Use it for something else, but just don't use it for pickling in a recipe that is depending upon a certain amount of acid in order to be safe. I wanted to mention that there is major manufacturers that produce a product that's called a pickling vinegar base. And that is only two and a half percent. And that is really interesting because that certainly implies that you can use that for pickling, but that would only be safe for quick pickles or refrigerator pickles. And we have an episode before last, that'd be our 48th episode. And in that we explain how to make refrigerator or quick pickles. And those aren't relying on the percentage of vinegar to create a safer environment. You're, you're leaning also on the cold environment of, of the fridge. So if you happen to see the pickling vinegar base, know that you could use that for quick pickles or refrigerator pickles, but not for canning purposes. Yeah. And I love that I live in a state, the Utah State Extension is really quick about putting information out that they get a lot of calls during the summertime at their extension office about home canning, and they were really fast to sound the alarm. So I I love that. As a side note, I'm just reading a couple articles about this. And like vinegars, while the percentage may be the same, you will get a different flavor. Like if you're using an apple cider vinegar, a white vinegar, red wine vinegar, those are all safe in home canning recipes as long as it's a 5% acidity. And you have to look for that on the label. And that's a good point. You can use a higher percentage because there are vinegars that are like 7%, okay? And that that is fine and perfectly safe to do, but we're saying don't go lower. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches a variety of courses, including the super fast steam canning course at startcanning.com. Use code POD25 to get 25% off those courses today. That's code POD25 to get 25% off today. 
What also is very interesting about this, if you're just listening to this podcast and you're like, whoa, I didn't know this was happening. It's been on social media. This has been like vinegar gate. It has been such a huge deal for people just like, what's going on with the vinegar? Just I've seen so many posts about people as if this is, I, I don't know. I think maybe in some part, social media is just stirring this up where maybe it's unnecessarily you know, stirred up to a to a rolling boil when maybe we just need to be a little bit more thoughtful is all. But I just wanted to mention right. that on social media, this is a gigantic deal right now. Yeah. And we probably, our algorithm is showing us like all mm. of the canning things and people talking about it. But like, it's just something to keep in mind just to be uh, knowledgeable about. Totally. So we often also get this question about vinegar. Can I use homemade vinegar for canning? Anna, do you want to share a little bit about that? Well, I mean, I guess my only thought is that there's really, I guess you can test for the percentage of acetic acid that's present in your vinegar. I would leave the home vinegars to like cooking or vinaigrettes, things like that. Like I, I personally wouldn't use it for canning unless it's something that's like a quick pickle in your fridge, not for long-term storage. What about you, Jenny? Yeah, I think if you went to the trouble of making homemade vinegar, one, it's good quality that has the mother in it, like it's a live product. I, one, wouldn't use that vinegar in a canning product because you would have to use so much of it and you'd be killing the good bugs in it. And furthermore, in order to safely do that, you'd have to measure the percentage of acid. And I would just say that that is beyond the skill set and knowledge base of far and away most canners. So if you are an actual real life food scientist, then knock yourself out. But the average person does not have the skill set or the tools, both the mental tools or the physical tools just in their kitchen drawer to safely do that. I just wouldn't say to do that. And if you don't believe in that, if you're like, oh, I'm definitely smart enough, well, then I would just go back to why would you kill the good bugs in the vinegar for this particular type of application? Why wouldn't you use it in a fridge pickle and then keep all the good good bacteria and then consume it that way? That'd be my retort. Yeah. And it's also good to note too that higher percentage vinegars, anything over 7% is not designed for use in canning, pickling, or preserving recipes. It's more for horticulture vinegars or vinegar sold as a garden product or a cleaning product or a weed killer. And those shouldn't be used in food preservation. So something between five and 7% is really the gold standard. Five is usually what they do the testing on at the University of Georgia Extension Office and at Utah State Extension Office. So try to keep it at 5% is my recommendation. And those higher percentages are really like just for other uses, right? And if it gets yeah. up to 11%, it's literally burning skin, burning your eyes, like mm-hmm. just be careful. <laughs> well said, Anna. I'm glad you clarified that. So yeah, five or 6% is okay. Seven would be pushing it. And I, you probably wouldn't be able to source in the grocery aisle vinegar that's higher than that anyway. I have, I have never seen that anyway. I've never encountered that. Yeah. So, I mean, just something to keep in mind, something to look out for in our professional quote unquote opinion as master food preservers, try to stick within that 5% 
uh, range. Uh, this is very good. Very good information. I'm glad we could talk about this with our listeners and share some good factual information. There's no conspiracy. I wanted to add on to this. I don't I don't think that there's a conspiracy out there to to somehow upend our home canning practice. I think that companies are just saving a little money. For the average person in the average recipe, they aren't going to know, they aren't going to care. It's not going to make any difference if their recipe has 4% or 5%, but for the home canner it actually matters a lot. So, don't let anybody on the internet make you think that there's some sort of conspiracy out there vinegar gate i think it, i think it's just as a plain old money saving tactic for for vinegar manufacturers yep i think that wraps up our episode on vinegar the acid level of vinegars why it's important to use a 5% or even a little bit above if that's what is available to you do not use vinegar that's 4% or lower for home canning recipes if you encounter uh some product that's called a pickling vinegar base that's lower than 5%, know that you could use that. Probably would taste delicious, but you can only use it in a refrigerator or quick pickle recipe. And just know that vinegar is on the shelf that's at a 4%. It's probably just for them to save money. And for the average bear, doesn't matter. But for you, smart home canner, you're going to choose the vinegar that's 5% for properly acidified pickles and other recipes that you can home can. But thanks for being here, guys that's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.